Hey, I'm Brother Matt. And I'm Damian Torres Patello, and welcome to Along the Way. Damien. Yes. Do you feel like some days in this pandemic are just way more brutal than other days? Mm, yes. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm sitting and sleeping the majority of the time. It all feels like the same over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot. I just find there's these ups and downs where some days I'm fine. And some days it's just like way harder. And nothing externally, I feel like in my life has changed. I'm not, I'm not a nurse. I'm not a doctor. I'm not in the ER. I don't have a really stressful existence. But just this cloud that's hanging over the country right now world it's so much it's so much i don't yeah i i don't think i've ever been in a, in a time period in my life where i have felt the weight of of the world on my shoulders mm-hmm. I mean, like it, not on my that sounds wrong right. nothing is weighing on my shoulders but i've never felt that we've all been in such solidarity with each other that's right there's almost this like uh universal powerlessness yes that that is happening right now and i think people are are responding and struggling to that in different ways. I, I certainly know that I've felt that way is that like, oh man, things are just out of my control. That's the worst, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, frankly it is. There's like, we are, we are raised, especially in America, we're raised with a sense that like, you know, like the world's our oyster, like <laughs> get up, work hard and you can have it all, which, you know, we all know that not to be totally true. Um, but I think we see that in the readings too, this, that, that salvation history comes and it's like a, it's like a meteor <laughs> it just like lands. It's like, wow, that was not part of the plan. No. Teenage pregnancy by someone who was not married was not part of the plan. Totally interrupts your day. Totally. <laughs> <interrupts your day. laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. I think, have you felt that way? Have you felt like there's a connection between powerlessness, cha- plans changing and like God at work in your life? Yes. And you know, and it's always funny because it, al- it almost always, not almost, it always, it always happens after the fact. I never recognize mm. it until it's after it's done. So for instance, um, I lived in, I've lived in Kansas City, Missouri all of my life. I um, went to college in a small town outside of Kansas City. And then I decided um, it, I wanted to move to Chicago. Um, I have a background in theater. I was working in theater. Um, my friend Jeremy, Jeremy and I had a theater company. It was all happening in Kansas City. And then it was like, you know, I need to change a scene. I'm just going to advance, quote unquote, my theater career and move to Chicago. And then I met the Society of Jesus. And I all of a sudden had this vocation to become a priest. Now, (laughs) (laughs) that's, that's, I mean, there's more nuance to it than that, I would say. Um, It wasn't really all of a sudden. Maybe there was an inkling when I think about it. But talk about a derailment. Right, <laughs> that's a strange turn for the old uh, resume there. Oh my gosh! Like if I was to speak to either like a thirty-year-old Damien or a twenty-five-year-old Damien, um, he would be like, um, "Sorry, what? What are you doing? You're you're praying now. <laughs> Your priorities are different. That would that is out of control for me, and it was. And and I have to say, I agreed to it. Right, because here I am." As a Jesuit. And right. even that surprise, I said, okay, well, oh, let's try it. Right. And we see that, uh, you know, with Mary in, t- in today's gospel where it's the Annunciation. And her first question is like, <laughs> quick logistical question. Um, <laughs> haven't Not married, haven't been with anybody. How's this going to happen? And the angel says, you know, explains. And her response is the agreeing. Let it be mm. done to me. 
So there's a receptivity in your story and in our stories and um, in Mary's that's, that's really beautiful. There's this like, oh, this wasn't part of the plan and God's at work here. So I'm going to say yes to this scary thing. Yes, yes. And there's always this sense of like, I would say, consider that you're never ready. Yeah. Like you can plan as much as you can. Um, and maybe you should. Um, I think of friends of mine who have who planned to have children or friends of mine who planned to get married and they did and they said yes. But when you actually start living out that choice, start living out that decision, start saying yes to that that like Ignatius had a cannonball. So I would call it like that, a cannonball that changes your life. You say yes to it. Um, does not mean it's going to go smoothly always. That's right. And I think I, I find great comfort with the Holy family. The idea that we don't really know what happens in between the stories. Mm, right. Like we, we know the enunciation. We know that we know the kind of greatest hits, uh, whoever the gospel writers decided to include, but they were still a family and families are messy. Mm-hmm. And babies are messy and babies are chaotic and Jesus was teething at some point. And, um, you know, I think that that's the part of the Holy family that I sometimes find most attractive is, is that they were a family and families can be hard. And even though they said, yes, you know, like if you're reading the story straight through five minutes later, they're running for their lives to Egypt because some dictator wants to kill their son that they just got from God. Yeah. And so I think, that is helpful for my prayer is to, is to be in relationship with the Holy family as they were in relationship with each other, that there's a, both a yes and a total uncertainty and kind of chaos that comes from, from letting go and, and doing what God asks you to do. Yeah. And there is kind of a faith that comes into saying yes and to saying, okay, it's unexpected, but I mean, I would I would presume that Mary having said yes, uh, that yes came with the trust did not come with That's a guarantee right. of anything smooth, right? I mean, they're like you mentioned, yeah. they're running for their lives suddenly, but there's a trust there. Um, and right. so in whatever decisions that we make or we decide to make or that, or maybe something we decide to roll with and going yeah. with that rolling, um, I think there's a trust kind of embedded in there. We may not always recognize it though, but I think it has to be there or else maybe we wouldn't have said yes. I could yeah. be wrong, but... And I think that that situates us perfectly in this final Sunday of Mm -hmm. Advent, that the last candle symbolizes peace. And so we are trusting that we know the Christ child's coming, but we are trusting. There's a trust that happens with with our liturgical reenactment of the Mm -hmm. waiting. And as we're waiting for a vaccine, and as we're waiting for things to go back to normal and for kids to go back to school, there's a trust. And I think that's a great kind of segue into our prayer, this Uh, this Sunday is that amid of the uncertainty and the things we cannot control and gosh, that list feels like it's growing every day of the things we cannot control. There's also a trust. Uh, But like you said, there's a receptivity. God doesn't force anything. We have to be open to it. And one of the things I think about is this, uh, how, like, how are your hands? Are are we clenched? Are we clenching on to, to what has is no longer or what we can't control are, are we stranglehold on this is my plan for my life or is there kind of an unfurling can, can we unroll our fingers in such a way that we can receive we can receive a gift we can receive christ we can receive the eucharist with our hands open so before we begin our prayer 
just check in with how you're feeling right now. Is there anything you're clinging to today? Maybe it's just an acknowledgement of grief, of hardship. It's so real. And also there's this invitation to peace this fourth Sunday of Advent. Keeping peace in mind. Close your eyes and take a deep breath in and let it out. Locate a moment of peace wherever your feet are having you right now. Recall where you have been during this pandemic amid all the sadness and stress and change. How have the graces abounded for you in your life? In light of this pandemic and all that you and your family have gone through, what is God's message for you in this time of nervousness and waiting? As we are heading into this last week of Advent, to this time of waiting, where do you need God to be with you in the face of uncertainty in this season of Advent? I take a deep breath in and let it out. Can you believe we're at the end? Oh my gosh. Let's go by fast. <laughs> Join us for our final podcast on Wednesday of our Christmas Eve Eve episode as we journey out of Advent and into the long-awaited Christmas season. Be sure and find us wherever podcasts are found. And we'd like to thank Eric Clayton and Mike Jordan-Lasky for their help producing along the way this entire Advent season. Those dudes are awesome. They did such a good job. Mm, with snaps. <laughs> 
<laughs> Special thanks to Patrick Otuma at On Being for suggesting the name Along the Way, which comes from St. Mark's Gospel. And remember, God loved you first. Let's go forth today and live our lives as a response to that love.